0: Hello and welcome back to After the Whistle Sports Podcast. I'm joined today by Derek, and we are going to be doing our annual NBA mock draft. Uh, We're recording this on Wednesday, so the day before. We'll probably have this uploaded either tomorrow morning, which is going to be Thursday, uh, draft day, or later tonight. But yeah, we're super excited for this. Last year we did a similar thing. We, We successfully... Hit on most of the picks, honestly. It it was pretty good. Even when people were saying that Bancaro wasn't going to go number one, we saw right through that. (laughs) That is why you should take our advice as gambling expert advice. No, I'm kidding. But uh, we're super excited. This is a great draft. We've been been talking about some of these prospects for a little bit now. and, And we both agree that the overall talent from top to bottom... Uh, Is super strong. I think even compared to last year's class, which I also think was pretty good So the way we're gonna do this is it's gonna be the same as last uh, Last year we're going to take turns making a pick So for example, I'll make pick one Derek will make pick two. I'll make pick three and the goal of this is uh, to successfully Predict which player is going to go to which spot so we are picking Predicting what a team is going to do. These aren't our own uh, rankings. This is in our big board. We're going to input some of our opinions on the players and where they go. But at the end of the day, we are trying to get it correct. So number one through thirty in the first round, we're trying to get all those players there. Uh, so let's start it right off the bat. I guess I could start first.
1: Uh, it's it was, a tough one, yeah. the pretty
0: easy pick, the the Spurs got the number one overall pick. They they hit the lottery and they're going to pick up Victor Wembanyama. The center out of France. Um, not much you could say here. this guy is generational prospect, probably the best prospect since LeBron James. Uh, seven foot five, can extend out almost like a wing player. Uh, shot thirty percent from three, which I think is actually going to improve. I, I think that's a lower percentage than how good of a shooter he actually is, and um, he's going to impact the game right away. Uh, great perimeter defender, great interior defender, and. Yeah, there's no—the flaws in his game are so outweighed by just, like, the generational athleticism and, and size he has. So that's a great pick, and that's a franchise-changing
1: pick for the Spurs. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just want to go through a little bit of a thought experiment. Just, like, talking about Victor Wembanyama as a generational prospect, and who would you not trade for Wembanyama straight up? Or who is the best player you would trade for him? Now, uh,
0: That's a good question. Well, because here's the thing: like you have to take into account where the Spurs are as a franchise. Yeah. Right. You have to take into account that this is going to be a little bit of a rebuild. So, like, I mean, I, well, the way I was thinking about it before is I was thinking about all these these, these stars, but honestly, if we're thinking about like, a young player, I don't. You, you mentioned Devin Booker before.
1: Yeah. Like Jalen Brown, would you take? Vic I would or take Lemon,
0: yeah. I mean, I would take. I would take Tatum. I, I think Tatum is, is going to be the yeah. the best player that you would still trade for Wembenyama. And I, I think that's a pretty solid...
1: Would you take point. Zion over Wembenyama?
0: No, Zion can't... I mean, Zion like get trade for the number three pick. So, like, how would he oh, be worth you, the, the number I mean, one?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it looks like Wembenyama is already, like, a top 15 player in the NBA in terms yeah. of value-wise, which is...
0: And, uh, again, I just want to, like, spend a little bit more time just because he's such a special prospect. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: even with the people saying, like, oh, he played in Europe, he he might not have the same exposure that a lot of NBA fans have with, with college stars, even the G League guys. But, I mean, he was playing, like, the guys who play in Europe aren't just going out there and playing against Serbian farmers. Like, <laughs> these guys are playing against professional basketball players. um, uh-huh. I mean, he showed out in, in FIBA.
1: Mike James. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mike James. Actually, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Michigan basketball legend Devontae Jones plays on Victor <laughs> oh, yeah. Wemignano's team. So I was watching some tape, and I was seeing all these like old college basketball players. But I
1: mean, they're pretty good. Like,
0: they're pretty good, yeah. And, and there's another player, actually, who's on Wemignano's team who might be drafted later in the first round. So So keep an eye out for that. But let's move on. Number two pick, the Charlotte Hornets. Now, this pick's also been talked about in trade stuff. But do you think they make a pick here? And if so, who's the player you like at this spot?
1: Yeah, I don't think they make the pick here. I think, um, at least from my point of view, there's two really, really good prospects. We have Wembinyama and Scoot Henderson. And I think Scoot is the person that will go second overall, whether that be via Charlotte or whether they trade that pick. Um, I think there's a very high likelihood that that pick is traded. Uh, Scoot Henderson is one of the most athletic guards we've seen in the past 10 years or so. He, has really impressive basketball IQ, so he's probably not the next Dennis Smith jr. Um, he's just really, really good, and he's been playing with these these professionals for a couple of years already, so he's got that experience. I think he's only going to get better. Um, yeah he's, he's really excellent so. yeah
0: he, he's, he's an elite athlete at the point guard position now we like his strengths obviously like he's a, a downhill threat. like I honestly compared him a little bit to Donovan Mitchell, um, mm, just good. in the sense that he's like, going to be a great defender. A little bit of like a bulldog type guard, um, with just like a stockier build. But yeah. he's only six two. Uh, his wingspan is, I believe, it was like six nine or something crazy like that. So yeah. I mean, he has the length to kind of make up for the fact that he's going to be smaller as like a smaller point guard in the NBA. But he's he's a playmaker. I think that's where he projects best in the NBA. Like I don't think he's going to be this like volume scorer. I think he's gonna be a good defender, and I think he's gonna make his money as like a distributor. Yeah, I think and so. too. I think too. he can do that.
1: So Um I think his his floor is probably like Colin Sexton with a little more basketball IQ. Um,
0: I mean that's just hating on Colin Sexton. You say I mean, I mean, how are you yeah. gonna comp a guy and say more <laughs> basketball IQ? I mean,
1: like, objectively, Colin Sexton's basketball IQ. Like watch the watch the tape, you know. Like I'm not hating, but like, <laughs> I'm like hating. I don't know.
0: Oh man. Okay. So I, and I think those two are the guys who, at least, I think for you and me, are our top two prospects now. Yeah. Lots of talk about Charlotte going a different direction and going with the guy I'm going to draft number three, Brandon Miller, the small forward out of Alabama, uh, who, it'd be funny, because he'd, he'd be the top college prospect drafted, which which is a little bit interesting of a stat. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I think Brandon Miller, honestly, gets drafted to Charlotte. I'm not on the same page with with them trading that pick. I think, from everything I've read, uh, NBA sources are very confident that Brandon Miller is going to be a Charlotte Hornet. Now, the fit with LaMelo, I think, might be a little bit better than if Scoot would go to, go to the Hornets. Definitely,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, and he's, he's an elite wing scorer. Kind of shades of Jabari Smith, even last year. Like, they're kind of the same player. But I think he gives you a little bit more... Um, Just like horizontal athleticism, I don't know if that's the right word I want to use, but I always felt like Jabari Smith was a little bit stiff. Okay, I think Brandon Miller has a little bit more of that
1: lateral quickness. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: I mean, again, I don't want to, I don't want to comp him to someone like he's not KD, but but like (laughs) no, I mean (laughs) style of play. Remember last year I said that Paolo was LeBron light. I mean, I'm not making these comps based on like what like. The actual production is in the NBA. I'm doing it based on what they did in college and kind of their their overall like style of, of play. So Okay, how about this? Dorian Finney Smith for Brandon Miller. Floor. Uh
1: yeah, I mean He's six yeah. eight
0: He's six eight, two hundred, <laughs> three point shooter. I don't like he's a fine playmaker, but that's not like what he's going to do from the wing. Yeah. Solid th- defender, but that's not again, that's not like his He's a shooter. He definitely a shooter. has a
1: really high floor, and he has, like, potential to expand that ceiling for sure. So, I mean...
0: Uh, my my confidence is going to go downhill from here, but <laughs> we got Brandon Miller going to the Portland Trailblazers. Now they could also trade this pick, too. Um, this is probably the pick that's most likely to be traded in the top three, with Damian Lillard basically holding the franchise hostage uh, sure. until a, <laughs> until they get another star. But... On to pick four, Houston Rockets. I'm very excited for this one. Derek, who do you yeah. have
1: here? Um, so the player I'm thinking about uh, is probably one of the most difficult uh, evaluations that you know, we've ever had to do. Um, I mean, Amen Thompson played in the overtime elite league, which is a very fraudulent league in my opinion. Um, he's playing against literal high schoolers. He's 20 years old. He's like 20 years old playing that. against 16 and 17 year olds. Um, and he only averaged 15 points per game, not on tremendous efficiency. So we're seeing some some very clear red flags here, but when you watch the film, you see this guy is a 99th percentile athlete, crazy vertical, crazy speed, Um, really knows how to pass, probably the best passer in the draft, and he's got really just great playmaking potential. I think he'd be a really good fit next to Jalen Green. Um, That'd be really fun to watch. Uh, Yeah,
0: I I think he's like a very projectable – we're going to talk about his brother a little bit later, his twin brother. But um, at least when I watch him play, it's, you can see like, some of the NBA traits. Like He's going to have NBA athleticism from day one, yeah. which is like, probably the hardest thing to adjust for. Like, Can this guy actually play at the speed of the NBA? Uh, and I think within the fit of this Rockets team, it's going to be super young. Um, they're kind of building around Jabari Smith Jr., Jalen Green, um, Alper and Sengun, yes, sir. My favorite my, yeah, underrated my, players, my but guy. I think they're willing to take a risk here. And Amon Thompson has one of the highest ceilings uh, in this draft class. I think if I was coming up with a comp, John Morant. <laughs> yeah, John Morant. I don't. I don't think he has the like finishing at the rim, like John Morant. Because John came into the league and, like his top trait was his. Finishing
1: around the hoop. Yeah, but in terms of pure athleticism and that second bounce, second vertical. Yeah, I and mean, I'm trying
0: to think of like a like a a large guard who's like a playmaker first. So at the end of the day, that's what he is.
1: I mean, I, I don't feel like there are large guards that are just super athletes and playmakers like that. So he kind of is.
0: Yeah, I mean, enigma. That, that makes sense. Um, I mean, maybe he reminds you of kind of some of the Toronto Raptors guys that they used to run out there. Like a little
1: like, like, like Delano Banton, <laughs> like <yeah>. Loki.
0: <laughs> Better Delano Banton. This that's is that's offensive, man. I was, <laughs> I
1: don't okay, either.
0: we're gonna pick him on Thompson there. I think that and Wembenyana, the the one and four picks are across all the the media outlets are pretty solidified. With like yeah. Spurs going Wemby for Houston Rockets going Amon Thompson. Now, I do
1: want to make a quick comment about his jump shot. Um, it's like probably the worst form I've ever seen. Um, this dude takes three seconds to load his jumper into a trebuchet and launches it. And it's, it's, it's awful. Um, yeah, I, but
0: we've, I, we've seen guys who can't shoot drafted in the top five. Right, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think that's, that's one of these where it's like, I don't know. I feel like people a lot of times look at the NBA and the way it's and They say, oh, this guy can't shoot. He can't fit into my offense. And, like, I really – first of all, you could teach it. Like, NBA shooting coaches can teach guys how to shoot. But we've seen it with a lot of prospects. Yeah, I, I, mean, I'm just, I mean they can't teach Jabari Smith how to shoot, but they can teach most he, prospects. Okay,
1: well Jabari Smith slander is, is too much, <laughs> but I I don't know if I trust if Amen Thompson's even going to develop a mid range jumper like that could be a big problem. He's put it on tape though. I don't know if he has.
0: Like he can, okay, it's it's somewhat projectable. Again, it's his biggest weakness, but like I don't think that's the reason why you don't draft him at four.
1: Yeah, no, I I think he's a generational athlete. So,
0: All right. <laughs> Detroit pisses with the number five pick. They. We're pretty unlucky in the lottery. Um, they're projected with the tied for first best odds. Yeah. And they ended up with fifth, which I think is the first time that's ever happened. But they have an interesting team, uh, with Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey. I, I don't think they go guard here. I think they want to kind of uh back up their their forwards a little bit. I don't think they'll cam Whitmore. Uh contrary to popular belief. From what I've heard from, from Pistons sources is that they're done with like, they're moved off him a little bit, and I think the guy I really like in this spot, one of my favorite prospects in this draft. I remember when he was a high school recruit, um, lower ranked high school recruit. I think he was like '60s or '70s. Um, I kind of singled this guy out, said he was going to be comp, player player of his conference as, as a freshman, and um, he was more than that. And so I think Taylor Hendricks out of UCF is the wow. pick here. I think they. Really want to go power forward, and again, there's Jace Walker also on the board, but I think I really value Hendricks's shooting. Um, Walker's gonna be a great defender, and I just I don't know about his fit on this team. Like I think they want to surround these guys with great shooters. He's gonna be an electric defender, not as good as Walker, but he's gonna be very good. Uh, he's got good athleticism. He's not a playmaker, but I don't think that's what they need at that spot. And, and I think Taylor Hendricks is a guy that is really high on a lot of other teams' draft boards. And so I don't see him going out of the, the top eight. Uh, and I think Detroit goes here and, and gets their power forward.
1: That's the highest I've ever seen him taken. But I really do like the fit, actually. Um,
0: it's the right pick, man. You'll see on draft night. That's the right pick.
1: I mean, it's, yeah, he's a stretch big, obviously. Um, really good fit next to Duren, building for the future. I mean, yeah, he's definitely more valuable than people are projecting him to be, so... I really like the pick it's definitely a reach I would say I
0: don't think it's that much of a reach though because who you're comparing to in terms of
1: to? well I think
0: Jaris Walker I, I think you can different teams are going to value different things and yeah. the overall talent of Jaris Walker versus Hendricks I think is like not it, I mean I like personally like Hendricks better but I don't think teams are going to sit there and have Jaris Walker
1: in a different tier than Hendricks yeah no that's, that's fair that's definitely fair
0: but again, NBA Draft Media has Hendricks going like eight or nine. I think that's too low, honestly. Okay, right. let's move on. We've got the number six pick, Orlando Magic. Uh, still some good pieces on the board. Derek, who do they go with here?
1: Um, yeah, this is a. I think this is a pretty smash pick. Um, Usar Thompson has dropped to them. Uh, he fits their timeline pretty well. He's... A wing guard type of guy, um, crazy athleticism like his twin brother has shown a little bit more shooting potential and definitely has some playmaking upside. So I think uh, the magic just lock it in here. Take Usad Thompson. Um, he's also a Miami native, so good and close to home. He's a good pick.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. I, I think he's the worst brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see that, but, but I mean, he's still a solid player. Like he's more of a. a sp- pure score than his brother Amen. Uh, I, I don't think he's as much of an athlete. Is How is that crazy. possible? They're
1: like the same... I, you
0: watch him play, like he, he just doesn't move the same. <laughs> well, you can tell on the court. They look the same off the court, but on the court, you can tell them apart.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, But, he, I mean, he's a good player and, like, the Magic, again, they can afford to take a high-ceiling guy there. Yeah. So I'm okay with that pick. Now, number seventh pick, the Indiana Pacers. This is, like, one of the more interesting rosters in the NBA. Uh, I think Benedict Mather was a a great pick last year. Uh, They're still building around Tyrese Halliburton, but the rest of this roster is all in like one-year deals, and I think they might trade Miles Turner too. So they need a lot of help here. Um, I think they also want another forward, Uh, and so I think this is where they go, Jairus Walker. Now, I'm kind of hedging this a little bit because I think that if the Pistons go Jairus Walker, then the Pacers are going to scoop up Taylor Hendricks. Um, I just kinda of switch him around for my for my preference. But Jarvis Walker I think would fit this team really well. Yeah. Kind of like a miles like a smaller Miles Turner, but I think he can fill that rim protecting role a little bit more. Yeah, he's six seven versus six eleven.
1: I mean his wingspan, seven three wingspan yeah. talking yeah. Extendo arms.
0: No, again, he won't give you the offensive game that Turner does. Like he's really a pick and roll guy. Um, is not probably going to create his own shot, not going to stretch the floor too much. I mean, he can shoot a little bit, though. But mainly he's a great defender, um, good rebounder, just works really hard. Uh, I think he's going to be a good fit for that team. And plus the pick and roll with him and Halliburton is going to be really fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I think he's a good pick, for sure.
0: Okay, we're doing this with uh, my younger brother over here. He's kind of getting some notes. And I, I just saw something that said comp. For Jarris Walker, is Rudy Gobert. So take that as you will.
1: That's, that's interesting, yeah. <laughs> he is a, kind of a force on defense.
0: <laughs> okay, Derek. Uh, eighth pick, Washington Wizards recently traded away. Bradley Beal. This team is terrible. And Porzingis. And Porzingis, I forgot about that. So yeah. this, this, team's, this team's awful.
1: Yeah, and uh, Kuzma's going to
0: leave, so we're really... Building on Kendrick Nunn.
1: Yeah, we got Denny Abdias, the number one option. Um, this is going to be a very interesting pick. I think they are looking for a guard. They're looking for a playmaker that they can set as their foundational uh, piece for the future of the franchise. So right now I'm looking at Anthony Black or Kobe Bufkin. Um, two great options. I think I'm going to go Black here, though. Um, I really like Anthony Black, seven point guard. Reminds me a little bit of... Giddy and Cade Cunningham, he's got ball handling skills, really versatile, can play good amount of defense, um can attack the paint and I think he will develop a three-point jumper which will make him a really really good player. Um just a really really valuable point guard in the modern NBA where you need a lot of height.
0: Yeah, I think he's a very good player. Um he he okay, in college again, he couldn't really get the offensive part to to fit Uh, but on defense, he was outstanding. And, again, it's kind of tough to project some of these players because they're just so young and they really haven't had the ability to, like, work in an actual offensive system. Whatever Arkansas ran out there last year, like, they they won some games, but it was tough to watch it sometimes. Uh, But the defensive upside's there. And, like, listen, man, if Washington messes up this pick, they're just gonna get a top one next year. Yeah. So <laughs> let's live on the bright side. The number nine pick, the Utah Jazz. Now, there's a few like ways they can go here. I think they want a point guard. Um, but I also think they're just trying to go best player available. Uh, just with this roster here, and I think if Cam Whitmore is available, I think they don't want to get him. Like they they have small forwards on this team, but. I mean, it's like Rudy Gay, I guess Taylor Horton Tucker can play a little bit at at the three. They got Markin in, but I really think they want a real just kind of wing 3 and D guy. Uh, They're great defensively. I think Whitmore projects very well on the defensive end of the floor, projects as a shooter. I think this would be a good pick. Um, I was debating between him and Kaysan Wallace, uh, the point guard out of Kentucky, who I think is like probably the best guy on the board here but i think they want to go small forward and best player available i think he just projects better in that offense
1: yeah i think that's a good pick i think wallace could definitely fall a little bit more in the jazz Mm. Do have pick 16 where they could either move up or just take wallace there so i mean yeah savvy pick
0: okay now we got the dallas mavericks on the
1: clock with pick 10 all right this is a tough one um In all likelihood, the Mavericks are probably trading this pick. Um, But if not, I would imagine that they want uh, a shooter or someone that uh, can fit into the offense immediately. Um, So the guy I'm looking at is Jordan Hawkins. Mm. We're going to take him at number 10. I think he is the best shooter in this draft um, by far. He has the full NBA package of three-point shooting. He can shoot off the screen, off the dribble. Um, Absolutely elite. Uh, and I think he 's a solid defender that would fit in well with the mavericks current win now roster uh if they were not to trade this pick, so
0: yeah, I think he 's one of my favorite players in this draft uh He is really just a shooter though like you're going s- like he can play a little bit um kind of drive into the hoop like it 's not a strength, but they can run him off screens all day, and I think for a team like that. That's a, a real big knee. They, they're they going to want to space the floor. I mean, obviously they have Luca and Kyrie. And I think they want to get someone with solid size who can maybe, I don't know, the first, like, I mean, because he can even come off the bench and provide like a spark. Like, oh, yeah. A six-man type. So the other guy I was thinking about for, to fit that roster would be Derek Lively. I was
1: also thinking that. Because be. I
0: think it would be so scary to see Lively as like a lob threat with both those guards. Yeah, And especially on the defensive end of the floor, I think they're going to struggle a little bit more. So having that black hole rim protector would be nice. But I'm fine with either of those picks.
1: I just um, I thought Lively might be too much of a project for the Mavericks in the current yeah. state. I mean, if they do pick trade the pick, I imagine there's going to be yeah, definitely a different pick there. But. So
0: now we're at pick 11 uh, with the Orlando Magic. So they picked a Sir Thompson with the sixth pick. Uh, and here... It could get pretty interesting because, um, again, they have such a young roster. They would probably go best player available. I think they want to try to move uh, Cole Anthony. I've been hearing a little bit of that. So I, I think they could maybe want another guard for that roster. And personally, oh, man, I'm deciding between Cason Wallace and Nick Smith Jr. But honestly, Nick Smith Jr. Nick Smith? Nick Smith, dude, he. Wow. How, okay, you drafted Anthony Black. You liked him a lot at, at six seven guard. Yeah, I mean Nick Smith projects like pretty similarly. Just a big guard, defensive side of the ball is going to be great. Uh, is going to be able to run pick and roll. It can extend from beyond the three point line.
1: I mean, I guess I just don't see that defensive upside that you do, and I, I'm I, not I sure guess, if there's yeah. I think consistency. He's got great length, but kind of. Oh, okay. He kind of reminds me of a. A little bit of, like, Jordan Clarkson type. Like, I don't really know if I, I see the exact scene oh, yeah. that you're seeing, but...
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't really see Jordan Clarkson in him, but... He kind of looks like Jordan Clarkson. That's how you But, dude, I'm actually really struggling with this pick, because... There are good players left on the board. I think they can either... I also like Bilal Koulibaly, too. I, and I Bufkin too. Like, and Bufkin I like. But there, there's a team, like, later on that I think would be a better fit for Buffkin.
1: I don't know if Buffkin's fallen this far, but
0: that's a good point. You know, I'm gonna stick to my gut. This has gotta be Nick Smith Jr. I oh. think that's gonna be a really scary lineup they can run out there with the size. He's a very athletic guard. He had a lot of injury issues last year, which is the reason why I think he had his draft stock fall so much. But as a prospect coming out of high school, one of the top kids in the class, I think he was like number two overall. Um we never really got to see his full potential at Arkansas last year, and I, I really think he's got a lot more in the
1: tank than people are giving him credit for. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. Um, and well, I think they, as
0: a point guard, I think he fits. Like I don't think they're gonna stick with Markel Fultz and Cole
1: Anthony. I yeah, just don't think that one works. of them are definitely gonna be gone. Yeah. I'm just I don't know if Nick Smith has that uh, playmaking juice. I mean, only 1.7 assists per game last year. You know,
0: but he didn't he didn't play that much. So like again.
1: I mean, it's a per-game, you know...
0: Yeah, but the the sample size is not large enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, Okay, I mean... Okay, okay.
0: 12th pick, Oklahoma City Thunder.
1: Now, this is a really interesting pick. Um, I think Balal Koulibaly is is a guy they would be looking at. Um, He's definitely an Oklahoma City type of guy. They just like to take these random foreign guys and try to develop them. Um, But I think they're going to end up taking Derek Lively and
0: i left him up for you
1: yeah throw up the lob no no
0: no no this is this is the Buffkin <laughs> pick i think it's the perfect fit really? I, i've also heard some thunder Buffkin talk as well
1: interesting okay again
0: you can make your pick this is this is a. this is an individual switch off i'm gonna respect whatever pick you make but
1: i mean, I mean i'm gonna I go with Buffkin there i'm gonna go with derek lively Buffkin is certainly a good option I think Lively adds to exactly what they need. Um, last year, they were playing Kenrich Williams at center when Chet was out. So yeah. they need to add some depth to that front court for sure. And, you know, Derek Lively is definitely that type of guy. I think he was a little underrated uh, his, uh, his freshman season. We didn't see that shooting potential that he definitely has. He can knock down threes, plays really, really solid defense, uh, had a lot of blocks. So I think he's just going to add to this young core of Oklahoma City.
0: Yeah, and he's also, like, Lively was, when I say, like, he's a shot blocker, he's one of the best shot blockers I've, like, gotten a chance to really scout. Like, he is, oh, man, these comps are difficult, but, like, sort of Anthony Davis in college, the way he could just jump, like, his his second bounce. So, off a rebound, the ability to get back up there and block a shot. Yeah. Is what Anthony Davis was, and like it's very hard to get guys who can do that.
1: Maybe like a, a Mitchell Robinson with a with a three.
0: He's he's a better defender than Mitchell Robinson. Wow,
1: oh, okay, Interesting. he is.
0: He, I mean, he's like a skilled shot blocker. Yeah, like, he's not just big. Like he he great timing. Like he knew what he's doing out there. So I think that's a good pick. Now Toronto Raptors on the clock at at pick thirteen. I think this is a like this is the minimum. I think where Kobe Bufkin falls. And I really like this fit as well. I think they're looking for guards, um, especially guards who can kind of defend as well, project a little bit more with their length. I mean, he just seems like a classic Raptors player yeah. uh, who they can kind of add some weight onto, mold. But, I mean, I got to watch a lot of Buffkin last year because he was a Michigan player, um, was one of the best players in the country like towards the end of the year, uh, and is still very young for his age as well. I believe he came to school as a 17-year-old, as a freshman, so wow. he is like a year younger for his age, um, and he's, he's got a lot of talent. I heard his pre-draft stuff and his workouts went really, really well. So yeah, I think he might go higher, but I think 13 to the Raptors is probably where... The floor. The floor, yeah. Absolutely. So now we got pick 14. We got the Pelicans on the clock now, assuming they don't trade this pick in some sort of package... <laughs> With Zion, um, who do they go with here?
1: Yeah, I think the Pelicans uh, are really looking for a long-term point guard, um, and there's a lot of good ones that are still up on the board. I think the Pelicans here they're going with Kaysan Wallace. I um, really like this pick. Reminds me a lot of a lot of the defensive lockdown point guards that we currently have in the in the league. Um, obviously, Deontay I'm... Murray. Yeah, that's a good comp. What's the comp? Um, he's a a great. Uh, perimeter defender, on-ball defender, knows what he's doing, um, and that would really add to this, this Pelicans team. I mean, they do have Jose Alvarado, but I mean, I don't think he's a starting player yeah, on a championship team. I like so, that one, yeah, I like Kason Wallace here. Um, definitely showing some upside on the offensive end too. So, yeah, good pick.
0: So now we're on to pick 15 with the Atlanta Hawks. This is an interesting pick because like this team's got good starters in each position. But they might run out of issues because like some of these guys, I don't think they'll resign long term. But, ugh, this is a tough one. Um, I think they might want to add some shooting, or maybe a wing. Uh, but I could also see them trying to want like trying to get a backup point guard to back up Trey Young. Actually, I think that's what they're gonna do. I think they want to go backup point guard here, and I think the next guy off my board is Jalen hood And I honestly really like this projection to the Hawks, because um, you can kind of bring him out. If you want to play two guards, he can definitely play off the ball a little bit more, more than hold his own on the defensive end of the floor, being 6'5". He's a great guy to kind of control the pace, and while Trae Young's like a really great point guard, Mm -hmm. um, I think you can benefit a lot from having a guy who can control the pace, slow it down a little bit, back down smaller guards, also on the floor. So, I think he could take some of the load off Trey Young, um, take the ball up a few times, like yeah. come off, coming off the bench if there's like a tough defensive matchup. So I think that would be a good pick, and Hood a great prospect.
1: Yeah, Jalen Suggs type of player. Knows how to handle the ball. Pretty good. Like him a lot.
0: Yep. Now we got the 16th pick. Uh, the Utah Jazz are back on the clock. A lot yeah. of stuff
1: they can do here. <laughs> Definitely a lot of guys that are still available. Uh, I think they do need a wing, though. Um, they're starting small forward right now is Rudy Gay. Um, so we're looking at a lot of different... Well, we also took up. Cam
0: Whitmore at the ninth pick.
1: That's right, we did take Cam Whitmore. Um, so, I mean, I still think they need more people to play that shooting guard small forward type of position. Um, they could also look for a point guard here. Um, I mean, this is definitely a tough one. But I think...
0: Hmm. I think they might want to go point guard here. Right, because I think, that, I mean, Colin Sexton, I don't know if you want him running point the whole game. And they got Chris Dunn, I guess, as their their other, like, pr- like primary ball handler.
1: Yeah. I mean, what point guards are, are on the board, though? Keontae George. I think Keontae George is pretty good. All right, let's go Keontae George. I think that's a good pick. Um, he kind of reminds me of a score-first type of guy. I'm not really sure about the playmaking upside, but
0: definitely. I think he, he could project the a little bit as a playmaker.
1: Um, yeah. I don't
0: think he's a terrible defender either. But, again, he's going to add some shot-making ability, can create his own shot, solid three-point shooter. I think kind of pairing him with Sexton wouldn't be the worst idea. Okay. Now we the Lakers, uh, at pick seventeen. I think they're pretty upset that they lost out on Lively, but I think they want to go small forward here. I don't think they end up doing Kulabali. It uh, does not fit their timeline. I'm deciding between Grady Dick and Jet Howard, but for some reason I feel like they go Jet Howard here. Like this is such a Lakers pick. Yeah. Um, kind of like he's gonna score. Uh, he's, he remind again. He reminds you of the Max Christie pick. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, but Jet, it, I watched him play a lot last year. Um, you can see the upside, like when he's on, he's on. He can create his own shot. He's a bad defender, though, uh, and so that's the question. I'm not sure if the def- defense is ever going to click for him. Like, if he had, if he was an average defender, I think he'd be a top ten pick. But I don't think he ever projects to be an average defender. I think he's gonna probably project to be a below average NBA defender. So I guess you're asking for a guy who can come out, space the floor. He can handle the ball. He can play and make somewhat. So yeah, I mean, he's purely an offensive guy. Yeah. And I think the Lakers could use him in some interesting ways there.
1: Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Now
0: we're on pick 18 with Miami Heat.
1: Yeah. Um, this is a uh, definitely an interesting pick. Um, the Miami Heat have a lot of holes that they need to fill. Um, We saw it in the NBA Finals when they were getting dominated by Jokic. So I think they're looking for more big men to uh, play with Bam or behind Bam. Um, So for this pick, I'm going to go Noah Clowney from Alabama. Uh, Power forward, 6'10", 7'2", wingspan. He's a big guy, rim protector, can slide in the perimeter as well, so very versatile defender. Um, He is a hustle type of guy, which we know Spolstra will love. He has a lot of, I guess you could say, like, dog in him, whatever. Um, and has that three-point shooting potential, so, big fan of Noah Cloney here.
0: Now, I thought they could also, the other guy I was thinking about was Leonard Miller. Oh, Where yeah. Could go, like, he's, such, like, just such a Heat player. <laughs>
1: Leonard Miller.
0: He reminds me of, who was a, who was a Duke wing who never really panned out, who went to the Heat? Like, I think in 2015 or something. Yeah. Can you look that up, please? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like the cop is like there. Oh, man, wasn't it? Anyways, we're going to continue. 19, Golden State. Justice Winslow? Justice Winslow. Dude's <laughs> Justice Winslow.
1: But, That's unflattering, but... I
0: don't know. Doing? Justice Winslow, I thought he could be something. He was pretty good for a couple of years for yeah. sure. But... Now, Golden State, uh, they have a few few things have to sort out here. Draymond, we don't know if he's going to be back. Um, I still think that, well, Jordan Poole, we don't know if he's going to be back. Uh, Kamingo, we don't know if he's going to be back. Moses Moody, like some of these guys yeah. are, are just kind of there. But actually, Kamingo, I like a lot. I think they should keep him. 7-2. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways they can go here. Um, I think they, you know what? I'm going to go off and maybe, maybe go with a guy that is lower on some people's boards. But I like Maxwell Lewis, the small forward out of Pepperdine. And again, this may be high, but I think he's like a super interesting prospect. Um, and like he's going to be a shooter. Uh, he, he's got great length. And I don't know. It just seems like he can fit into what they want to do. But I could also see him picking Chris Murray as well. That was the other guy I was debating between. but yeah, I think Maxwell Lewis would be an interesting fit on that team. And I think they would be the type of franchise who would take a risk like that.
1: Yeah, the Warriors always like to take these, these weird guys or these just yeah. random guys that don't have a lot of pedigree. Um, I think Maxwell Lewis is, is a great pick there.
0: He's, he's really good. I mean, he is, he's, a, he's, a, he's one of the best shooting guards this entire draft. But now on to pick 20, the Houston Rockets, who we, we mocked Eamon Thompson to them in the fourth pick. Yep. They're back on the clock now. Some guys have really fallen in this draft.
1: There are a lot of guys that have definitely fallen. I think one guy in particular, Bilal he has fallen way too far. And he absolutely fits the Rockets' timeline. This guy is a freaky athlete. Um, little to no offensive game. He doesn't really have a lot of creativity on the ball. Um, but they, they don't need have, a scorer. Yeah, like, exactly. They need yeah. these glue guys to to play with Thompson, Green, and Sengun. So he knows how to cut. He knows how to play defense. And those are two really important things uh, to have as a role player. So I think Kovaly here is a great pick.
0: Yeah, no, that's a killer pick. Love to see that. Uh, now we get the uh, we got the Nets on the clock at pick twenty one. A yeah, really interesting interesting team. I, I think they want to go with. A big here. I mean, Nick Claxton's on a one-year deal. I'm not sure. I like Chris Murray. Uh, I think this is a spot where he can he can go. I like James Naji, one of my favorite yeah. prospects in this draft. Uh, is it too high for Naji? Nah, you know what? I'm gonna go with James Naji. Now, a little bit about the player himself. He's from Nigeria. I believe he played in France,
1: France or Spain. Spain,
0: yep. Um, but I mean this guy is like he's a free he's bam out of IO with like zero offensive game, like completely a raw prospect. But I think the Nets are gonna try to bring in a lot of these types of, of project players. Um mm-hmm. and I think they definitely have a need at a big man position, plus like I don't know. He he, he got to be like the Nick Claxton replacement because I don't think Claxton's part of their long term plans.
1: Really, Claxton? I mean, he, he played really well last year. Um, I don't know if he did in the playoffs. But, but like they're
0: not gonna they're not gonna like re sign him, right? They might.
1: I'd I think Naji either way. Solid. Yeah, Najee, I really like this guy. Six ten with a seven seven and a half wingspan. This dude is an absolute freak. He's also built like a bull. Um, dude has like the biggest arms I've ever seen. He's only he's less than nineteen years old. So yeah. Absolute giant. Um, the one thing, though, is, like you said, he's, he's raw as can be. Um, dude shot 50% from the free throw line. It's kind of a problem. I mean, you just, like, hack him down low. But he has the potential to develop into something really special. So. Yep.
0: So now we got, again, the Nets back-to-back picked, so 22. So I think maybe they go, like, a safer player here to go along with the prospect. Or, I mean, you just go...
1: Um, I mean, I think they just go. If they're going with Najee, they just gotta, you know, do what they gotta yeah. do. I think they go for Leonard Miller here. I love that um, pick. Leonard Miller has some of the craziest upside I think in this draft. Yeah. Kind of like a, almost like a Kevin Durant light. Um, so you
0: got mad when I compared when I when I compared. Um, <laughs> I mean, Miller to 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 Kevin Durant. Now you're comparing this guy. He's I mean, this player. This
1: dude is, is freaky. Like, he's. I'm a big fan of uh, Leonard Miller. He's got really big hands, which I don't know, it's like really, really great for rebounding defense, positional versatility. I mean, this guy is really fluid. Um, he can shoot, too. And he can shoot, yeah. So I think he has a lot of upside. Um, and it's great for this Brooklyn.
0: So now we got uh, Portland Trail on the clock. Uh, There's a guy who's fallen a ton. And I think it kind of reflects our own maybe biases against this player, <laughs> but I don't see any opportunity. This guy's still on the board, so I'm gonna pick him. Uh, the Blazers get Grady Dick out of Kansas, uh, six-seven shooter. Okay, I might get like I hate for this. Maybe the people on Twitter are gonna pull up his analytics or whatever, but I don't think he's that good of a shooter.
1: Oh, that's that's a take. I
0: like. I watched him play in a solid amount of games. I believe he shot—hold out, let's pull up his stuff.
1: 40.3% from three on 5.7 attempts per game.
0: But, I mean, I don't think a lot of those were off of, like, different movement. Now, I think he's a great spot-up guy. Yeah. But they were mocking him to, like, pick 11. I, I don't think he's—and he's actually a solid defender. Like, he's not a terrible defender. And he's actually got a solid frame. But I don't think he gives you that upside to be picked in the top 15. I don't think he's a lottery pick.
1: Yeah, I, I I absolutely agree with that. He kind of reminds me of uh, like a taller, less thick Max Drews.
0: No, he's Kevin Herter.
1: Oh, yeah, Kevin Herter. But he's a 100% no, Kevin he, Herter. He's, I think he's a little worse than Kevin Herder. He's not as mobile, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and Herter could also playmate too. Yeah, so... Anyways, sorry, Grady. But... <laughs> Sacramento Kings on the clock with the 24th pick. Now, do they pair Keegan Murray with Chris Murray?
1: That's the question. This is a, this is a good question. I mean, I think if Chris Murray's still on the board, they just go for it, right? Like They've they they got to pair right? him up. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I like their team and, and the way it's constructed right now. I don't really see if there, there's any guys that could really make an impactful difference. I think that Chris Murray, though, is a guy that would fit in well with the team, add some team chemistry, obviously. He's yeah. um,
0: like the left-handed version of his brother, like completely. Yeah. Like, it's the same guy.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, these 3 and D type of guys are always yeah. valuable. So, yeah, I'm huge at Chris Murray. Uh-huh.
0: Nice. 25th pick, the Memphis Grizzlies. This is a roster where... I think they're very deep. Uh, so I'm not sure if they really just go, like, here in the later rounds, maybe some teams want to add like, a playoff shooter, another bench guy. I think they might want to go a little bit more upside here. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an interesting pick. Now, I like this guy, Kobe Jones, out of Xavier. Uh, He's a shooting guard. He's going to be a junior, so he's a little bit older. But I think he does a lot of things really well. I averaged 15 points a game last year, five rebounds on on 50% effective field goal percentage. I think he's one of the guys who's risen up draft boards a lot, and I would not be surprised if Memphis takes a little bit of an older guy who um, can still project and hasn't really hit a ceiling yet?
1: Yeah, that's definitely Memphis' style. I mean, last year, who they take Jake Laravia and they yeah. took that guy from Colorado. That was a terrible pick, by the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> but who's that guy from Colorado? The
0: Oh, they took. Um...
1: He's like a football player. Like,
0: oh, yeah, it's not. It was, was not great.
1: But yeah, they like taking these like random small school guys that have that are a little bit older, but they, they have shown that they can like play. Um, so I think that that's a pretty valid pick.
0: I think this is a good player. I, I really think yeah. he's going to be high up on people's draft boards. I think so too. Oh, Dave, David Roddy from Colorado State. Yeah, yeah, David Roddy. That guy Roddy. was not, like, that was a crazy fake.
1: I mean, he did get playoff minutes. Like, he was guarding LeBron, you know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Chick <Chickler-rabia>. Oh, man. <laughs> there was guys on the, I remember we mocked Laravia last year really highly. Yeah, I like think he we, actually went high.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I think he was just injured last year. I think he's still pretty good. To
0: be determined. Okay, 26th pick. Uh, the pace is on the clock again.
1: Ooh. Okay. This is an interesting one. Um. So they have, you know, some holes. Um. Who do we mock to them?
0: We add Jarius Walker.
1: Jarrus Walker. Okay. So they've filled the, the front court a little bit. I think they're gonna go Ryan. Let's, here. Go. Um, Let's go. Let's <laughs> go.
0: We is that four French? Is that four European guys taking in the first round? Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess so. I I mean, mean, that's elite. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Rupert technically played in uh, New Zealand, but I guess he's originally from France. Uh, All these foreign guys are just defensive monsters. They have insane wingspans. I don't really know how they do it, but the issue is they all cannot shoot. So something's going a little wrong in the the foreign development. Though for sure, but yeah, he's he's got those playmaking instincts. Um, Really good defender, switchable guy. Point of attack defense is great knows how to uh, pass and and his free throw shooting shows potential to like be a good three-point shooter so um he's definitely good fit next to Halliburton who isn't the greatest defender um I kind of like this pick
0: yeah now we got the Charlotte Hornets on the clock at pick number 27 we had Scoot Henderson um going to second pick so that really solves the backcourt I think um Oh, man, this is where I get deep in my NBA draft bag. Okay, I'm going to draft another one of these interesting players. Oh, God. Um, this is another guy who's, who's risen a lot up draft boards, but Olivier Maxence Prosper out of Marquette, uh, 6'8". <laughs> he's going to be a junior. Ooh. <laughs> this is a good player, dude. Yeah. Don't yeah. hate, don't hate. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Um, he's got versatile wing size. He's got a 7'1 wingspan uh great defensively i think he's like can run pick and roll with with those two guards um at the end of the day like i don't think that there are other front court guys that they like on the board so i think personally he's he's the highest on my board right here as kind of a more defensive minded player but i mean he's a plug and play and i'm excited to see him with this team yeah and he will go in the first round
1: Olivier, Sense Prosper. Yes. Look yeah, at the absolutely. picture
0: on the draft thing. You telling me you're not going to draft this guy? <laughs> I mean, he's an oh animal. yeah, he's, he's an animal. Yeah, he's 21 years old too, so he's a little bit older, but definitely. This is why you listen to the Pod because because we got Olivier, Max <laughs> Max Sense, Sense Prosper going in the first round. But oh yeah, 28th pick, Utah Jazz on the clock once again, and I mean they're shaping up to have a great draft. Uh, We went Cam Whitmore with the ninth pick, Keontae George with the 16th pick, so I think they solve the backcourt, and they're they're looking like they have a really good roster at this point, but who do you have uh, as the next guy off the board?
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's kind of just like, pick your guy. Um, I think the Jazz are going to take Brandon Podjemski from Santa Clara. This is one of the guys I actually really like. I think he has a lot of playmaking instinct. He's a good scorer. Um, He's kind of like a veteran presence at, at... Almost like the point guard position because he knows how to handle the ball. He knows how to run an the offense. Um, these Santa Clara guys, they are always going unnoticed. Um, Jalen Williams last year, a, a sleeper type of guy. I think they have a really good developmental program there, and this is definitely a guy that the Jazz would target.
0: Dude, the shooting and length on this team, if, if they're able to get Whitmore and Podzemski, I mean, that those are two, like, if one of those guys pans out, I think you got
1: a really good draft there, but. Yeah.
0: Okay, we have the 29th pick. Uh, Pacers back on the clock. Just, like uh, wait,
1: they traded this pick today to the nuggets. Oh this is the
0: Nuggets pick. yep, yes. interesting. So Nuggets on the clock. ooh, ooh let's, I'm trying to think of who the nuggets are want. Um, I think they go Derek Whitehead here. okay. I think he's got a very he's got a lot of upside just because he was injured last year. Um, shooting guard, six seven, coming out of Duke. I think he can come off the bench and provide a pretty big spark. Like he can get his own shot. He can play make. I think he's a solid defender. I actually think Dariq Whitehead would be a fantastic fit for the Nuggets. And the re- I, the reason why I think the Nuggets ended up trading back into in trading up into into this pick is because I think they know that this draft is very deep and you can yeah. get a lot of these scores specifically later in the draft. And so. Whitehead's great option. I also thought about Sensiba out of Ohio State. Both those guys I think are in a similar mold as just like you know they can get a buck in the NBA.
1: Yeah. And I like Drake Whitehead, shot forty two percent from three. Yeah. Um good fit for like a contending team to okay. be a good shooter.
0: Now we got the Clippers with the 30th pick.
1: I think they also traded this in the Porzingis trade. So Okay, so this is the Wizards, probably. The Wizards have it.
0: Okay. This is the Wizards. Nice, they got another uh the Wizards get a shot to do what they
1: want. Okay, I think the Wizards are going to do some Wizards things, and they're going to take Gigi Jackson here. Um, super high upside type of guy. People mocked him in the lottery, but he has a lot of character concerns, and this could be a real problem. Um, apparently, he was showing up to workouts, and then um, two gassed, and then just started vaping after, so... Um, we know this guy has some character concerns maturity concerns he is a very young guy though with he a,
0: reclassified too he
1: reclassified yeah. yep and he has a, a lot of potential on the offensive end um, you know 6'8 6'11 wingspan pretty solid um, he's an inefficient scorer but he does have an NBA bag I yeah. would say he knows how to do like a post fade which is like pretty solid so sky has high potential for the Wizards that are trying to rebuild I think this is the type of guy that you would want
0: yep and that wraps up our 2023 NBA mock draft. I guess we'll see tomorrow. I'll try to get this episode out either tomorrow morning or later tonight. Um, but yeah, it should be a good one. A lot of great talent on the board. Um, excited to see if our late round picks. We kind of went off the rails a little bit with that for the late first yeah. round. But super fun. Again, be on the lookout. I'll probably post on Twitter um, our final mock so people can roast it. But, yeah, thanks again for listening. Oh, some some quick network, like logistical stuff. Uh, we're still trying to get out some of the episodes of the across-the-country college football. Been a little bit behind on that. But the first five or six in the Pac-12 are
1: out, so check that out as well. But thanks for listening, and uh, see you all later.